Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Pod Diva. Hello, Divas. Hello, Divas. You're listening to Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley, and this week on the Diva Debrief, we are celebrating not only the new November issue, which is so beautiful, with the gorgeous Jade Adams and Karen Hauer on the cover, your favourite all-female pairing on the BBC's Strictly Come Dancing. Not only are we celebrating our charismatic cha 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 cover star, as you can hear, I'm a big Strictly fan, but also... Trans Awareness Week, which is coming up in November, November 13th to 19th, and Intersex Day of Remembrance, which is coming up on November 8th. In order to do justice to all these issues and celebrations, we have the creme de la creme of divas, diva divinity, you may say, the queen of all divaness, her royal divaness, our one and only editor-in-chief, Da, 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 da. Roxy Bordion. Oh my goodness. Rachel Shelley, I think that is my favourite introduction of all time. Can you please come with me everywhere? If I am ever lacking in my lesbian power confidence, I need to be picked up by you, my darling. Thank you. Yeah, you deserve it all, Roxy. You really do. I really think you do. Roxy, most listeners will know you. And know all about you. But would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Any labels you want to share? Any pronouns? That kind of thing. Just in case someone out there hasn't come across your graciousness before. Absolutely. Well, hello, beautiful diva listener. Hello, if you've never met me before. My name is Roxy. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Diva Magazine. And if you do know me... Hello, old friend. Lovely to lovely to be speaking to you again. <laughs> so I'm the editor in chief of Diva. As I say, I've I've been at Diva since 2016 when I started. Since then, I have risen up through the ranks and had so many gay adventures along the way. And that's me, Roxy. If it's possible, can you tell me, in a diva-sized nutshell, a little bit about your role? as editor of a glorious glossy magazine. Being the editor-in-chief of Diva magazine, what does that look like? So that looks so busy and so very gay. (laughs) It's an awesome and all-consuming job. So as the editor of this magazine, I am ultimately in charge of putting together each issue, uh, choosing who's going to be on the cover organising cover interviews and other interviews, cover shoots when we have those, deciding which writers I'm going to commission and importantly, which queer stories we are going to tell this month and how we are going to entertain and inspire and inform and comfort and represent and delight our fabulous readers. As well as the magazine, I also oversee Diva's website, Diva's social media and the online content. I couldn't do any of it without my amazing editorial team. So the lovely Nick and Eleanor and Shah, they're absolute superstars. And then obviously also work with the legend that is Linda Riley. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, The wonderful Fiona in events 
and Fernando in design and Ellen, who is our wonderful sub-editor. So we are quite a small team. It's an independent queer magazine. It's owned by a lesbian. It's edited by a lesbian. Um, so we're kind of small, but all really, really passionate and hardworking. So it's overseeing all that stuff. One day I might be organising a cover shoot. The next day I might be on a panel talking about lesbian representation or trans allyship. Or the next day I might be in a big business meeting talking about a partnership that we're working on. So it's really varied, but really, really awesome. What an incredible team. I always feel very, very lucky to be a small part on the periphery of the Diva team because it's such a great place to be. Roxy, were there any specific challenges this month? Well, we can talk about the amazing cover with the Strictly stars a bit later, but were there any other big challenges or highs and lows of putting this magazine together this month? It's so interesting because Diva is constantly highs and lows in the sense that it's such a roller coaster and it's a gorgeous, awesome, fabulous thing to be doing as a job. But working at Diva... You are so hyper aware of all the highs and the lows that are facing our community. You know, at times that's absolutely gorgeous. Like there was a day in the past month when lesbians was trending on Twitter. Yes, amazing. (laughs) And that was really exciting. And you feel like, oh my God, this is a big exciting thing that's happening, Um, which was because Velma from Scooby-Doo finally came out the closet and confirmed what we all knew all along. So that was gorgeous. And, you know, it's so exciting, like a new trailer for the Elwood Generation Q dropping, new queer voices being raised and progress being made that's gorgeous and you feel like you're at the forefront of all that stuff and it's awesome but the flip side is you're also hyper aware of the challenges and the prejudice and the hatred that our community is Mm. still facing so Mm. as well as these wonderful moments of queer joy as well as Velma lesbian trending on Twitter and as well as Strictly and There was also, we're the first to receive the news that the official statistics for homophobic and transphobic hate crime have increased. We're the first to hear the news that Gallup, the LGBT plus anti-abuse charity, is extremely concerned about this because their demand for hate crime support services has also increased. And we're right there seeing all the transphobia that's being directed to our trans siblings and you know Diva's proudly trans inclusive and we will always stand up for our trans siblings but seeing the darker side seeing the unpleasant side seeing the prejudice that's tough because Diva's a personal job everybody is here because they love it like we all work incredibly hard because we all care so I think huge highs but also We do take some blows and we do have that kind of frontline feeling of, wow, this is the serious stuff that our community is facing. And if anyone wants to read more about this, then in this month's issue of Diva, Roxy's editor's letter is a fascinating read and really catalogues what Roxy was saying there, the highs and the lows, the frivolity, the fun, the queer joy and the really very upsetting news stories that also come out. There was also a really fascinating article, I thought, Roxy, about the stop telling straight girls not to kiss. Could you explain a little bit about this to me? I didn't know that this was a thing. Who's telling straight girls not to kiss? People are telling straight girls, and I say straight girls in inverted commas, not to kiss. And Because we're all fluid these <laughs> days, right? Everyone can do anything. Well, everyone can do whatever feels right for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. This wonderful bisexual writer, Rachel Roberts, has written this Voices opinion piece, Stop Telling Straight Girls, in inverted commas, not to kiss. Rachel has heard people saying this. They've said it to other people that they're assuming straight but it really gets to the root of a number of important issues like biphobia like people making assumptions about other people's identities like people gatekeeping who's allowed to kiss girls and the fact that all of these problems they're not about girls who want to kiss each other for whatever reason they're about the patriarchy they're about Mm. yeah this persistent 
idea that if two women are having a lovely snog, there has to be a man involved. It has to be for his gratification. And let me tell you, it does not. <laughs> like it really doesn't. They really don't need to be involved. Yeah. And it also talks about like how for so many members of our community, and I think this is super relatable, for a lot of us, our first queer experience, it was a spur of the moment kiss. Back in the day, I've had a spur of the moment kiss with a girl and look where I am now. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Queen of all divas. (laughs) Indeed. Oh my goodness. So I just think it's a really interesting, powerful article. I think there's a really interesting element of like femme phobia as well. So this thing about making assumptions about other people's desires or identities based on your perception of how they look. Like that's something I've faced throughout my life. In case you don't know, this is an audio medium. I'm like super girly, love my makeup, love a vintage frock, like girlier than nearly all my straight female friends. But I'm a lesbian And the amount of people who have kind of challenged or questioned the validity of who I am Mm -hmm. based on their assumption of certain social signifiers, I guess, of what my hair looks like or what, what I'm wearing. Like, it's just so infuriating. All coming back to this thing of gatekeeping, of other people thinking they know who you are better than you and keeping you in the box that they want to keep you in. Mm. And the other thing I love about this article is that it is so important to me. I'm, as I say, I'm a lesbian. Don't know if I've mentioned that. Um, (laughs) Shocker. Just came out. Just came out on Pod Diva. Headline. Hold the front page. (laughs) Sorry, Mum. It's so, so important to me that Diva is a really bi-inclusive space. So we love our bisexual readers. We love readers from all the different intersectionalities of our community. But it's really important that we're not just uplifting and centering lesbian voices. Of course, we want to do that. But we also want to speak about the specific experiences that bi people face face and what biphobia looks like for them and we want to celebrate and uplift and give a voice to those members of the community as well and I think Rachel's done a really fabulous job with this article I really really like it yeah it's a really interesting article and it reminded me a little bit of something that Lucy Spragan said in Pod Diva where she's talking about the lesbians that we are allowed to see on television the popular lesbians are all wearing suits and brogues and they're allowed to be very funny But we don't see any of these like really femme lesbians on television. And she was talking about how she feels like she goes between the two. She can be very femme and very mask and she goes back and forth and she wants to get that out there more and more. And it's exactly it speaks to exactly what this article is talking about is about presumptions made by the way people look. It's also really important that when I'm talking about my experience as a femme lesbian that I do acknowledge that that comes with a certain amount of privilege so I'm super aware that for more masculine presenting members of our community for butch people they're having a different experience and they're facing challenges that are different to the ones that I face so I'm in no means diminishing their experience but we've got to talk about all various aspects of our community and how that is different for all of us and how that can affect us. It's really interesting and I think it leads almost seamlessly into this month's Beyond Borders piece. One of our contributors similarly identifies as a bisexual. We're looking to Scotland and the reason I couldn't resist this piece, even though it's not strictly speaking any opportunity to mention Strictly, not strictly speaking (laughs) beyond our UK borders, is its magic. I mean, it's very atmospheric, the wilderness, getting lost in nature, the empowerment of the experience that they are offering. It just sounds so invigorating and idyllic. I realise this doesn't make any sense until you hear it. So without further ado, let's head into horse country with Cara and Nikki in Scotland. I'd never been particularly attracted to women. It's always the personality that gets me, the eyes, the mischief. And Cara, well, she just had it all. My name is Cara. I'm 38 years old and I've lived in Scotland all my life. Whilst I love traveling uh, the world and experiencing new landscapes and cultures, my soul is Scottish through and through. 
I love the wildness and the romance of Scotland, not to mention the great crack of the Scottish people. People often ask me if I'm a lesbian or gay, and I say, no, I'm neither of these. I'm a carasexual, and that is the end of it. My wife calls me the hedgehog, sometimes spiky on the outside, but pretty squishy in the middle. My name is Nikki, and I live on the west coast of Scotland. I'm 57 years old, and I am, I guess, bisexual. Nikki is the yin to my yang, a kind-hearted, gentle optimist, and a bit of a hippie. In hindsight, we're the perfect double act for this latest chapter of our life. In 2013, whilst metaphorically lying in front of the diggers of development, driven by a ballsy young land agent called Cara, I fell in love. A decade on, we run a successful business offering horse adventures to people from all around the world. Honestly, it changed my life. Today, I own and operate a 100-acre organic farm with my wife, Nikki. Our farm is a wild and magical place with rivers and woodlands and flowery meadows. Oh yeah, and I forget to mention, 50 sheep, 3 pigs, 22 horses, 2 dogs, 2 cats and a dozen or so chickens. From the farm, we run our business Wilderways, which offers horse riding adventure holidays. We set up Wilderways as the most ridiculous business. We take people into total wilderness on horseback by pushing them a little bit out of their comfort zones. From taking the horses to climb mountains and swim in the sea, to horseback archery and natural horsemanship. Try and give them experiences that they had never had before and usually too frightened to try on their own. We found that this was really empowering for people, not just on their holiday, but kind of spilled over into the rest of their life. Just doing the morning feed runs and approaching the noisiest animal on the farm. Growing up, I'd describe myself as a feral, free spirit and a total tomboy. Hear them coming? My happy place was guddling in the mud, digging holes and humping heavy things. Hey, pig, pig. And to be honest, this is still the place I'm most happy. Breakfast. I love problem solving and fixing things, and I never venture far without my wellies and a hammer. I have always hated wearing dresses, and I'm like a deer on ice in high heels. Hungry? So I guess I always knew I was different from other girls, but I never gave it much thought. Just kept on trucking being me, whilst vaguely aware that being me seemed to offend some people. I've always loved being outdoors, and ultimately I wanted to be a farmer. Be careful what you wish for. I've always loved independence and pushing my own boundaries, doing things, as my eldest daughter Rowan would say, on my own and in my own way. I'd also say that green living and environmental awareness, the awareness of the cycles of life, has been with me since I was a child. I'm a Taurus and in the truest sense I've always been a bull in a china shop. You could describe me as a bit of a blunt instrument, jack of all trades and master of none. I'm quite a toughie, I pride myself in my grit, and I'm determined to the point of stubbornness. But I am dependable and always prepared to stick up for others, especially the underdogs. And I'm quite a softie at heart, really. Those who know me now wouldn't believe that I had over 50 teddies as a child, and I actually had a nightly rota for which one would get to sleep in my bed. But I value fairness, and whilst I believe every man or woman should put in effort to make their own way, I think we all have a right to opportunity. I guess it's only now that all these things seem to come together and start to make some sense. Following my heart, I came to Scotland. Scotland is somewhere I've always wanted to go to. I used to look at maps and find the most remote and inaccessible location that I could possibly find. And I would go to myself, when I grow up, I'm going to live there. As an undergraduate, I led a six-month expedition to Ecuador to study the cloud forest canopy and plants that lived up in the trees. So for most of my adulthood, I've walked the remotest mountains and moorlands in Scotland, mapping blanket bogs and checking for otter poo and wild swimming in mountain lochs. It was pretty brilliant, totally nourishing to the soul. Then during the boom in renewable energy in the noughties, I gained the wonderful title of E-Cow, probably more cow than E for most of the people I worked with. It stands for Ecology Clerk of Works. 
and I became a force for nature conservation in a world of men, digger drivers, engineers and site foremen, none of whom wanted to stop work because there was a water bowl. As well as the animals themselves, I've always been interested in the environment. And after school, I went on to study zoology and then sustainable rural development. The renewable energy sector is a very much male-dominated world. Land agents clad in tweed, engineers full of talk of flanges and rebar. I held my own and still tried just to be me. And to be honest, up until this point, I didn't really get women. I preferred male energy, my best pals were all blokes, and this masculine world was definitely my comfort zone. Ironic, really, that I'd end up surrounded by women. My first passion has always been animals, and horses especially. But as I get older, my growing passion is women, but not in the way you might imagine. In the noughties, I gave birth to my three daughters, Rowan, Hazel and Bethan. This was wonderful, but became harder as my relationship with their father broke down. I think not an unusual scenario with uh, young children. When Bethan was five years old, my partner and I broke up. Now in their teens and early 20s, they are strong and emotionally mature women who are off adventuring around the world, and I'm extremely proud of them. No regrets, but they were hard years. There is never a dull moment on the farm, and it's a total sensory overload. Pig, pig, pig. The pigs are the noisiest at feeding time, for sure. Pig, pig. But the cat purring engines are always soothing, as are the horses snorting. On any given day, we spend much of our time feeding and taking care of the animals, all in the early hours before our guests emerge ready to start on their adventure. We ride out about six hours every day into the wild with our pet lunches in tow so we can enjoy the whole day outside with the herd. The evenings are spent round the table, feasting on homegrown produce and chatting away to the small hours with like-minded folk. We are pretty lucky, really. And when we're not with the animals, we're doing practical stuff around the farm. Digging ditches, shifting muck around the veggie garden, weeding or mowing the grass from the quad bike. There are 20 acres of woodland on the farm that we need to manage, be it using our chainsaws to take out firewood or planting the next generation. In fact, Nikki and I planted a whopping 900 trees on the farm this year, which was pretty backbreaking. And I'll give you a laugh, our chainsaw was actually a wedding present from Nikki's dad, so he knows as well. By now, maybe I'm irritating you with how great our life turned out. I can assure you there have been so many battles and obstacles along the way, but there's simply not enough time to share these stories with you. My wife and I each work over 70 hours a week, almost never have a day off, never mind a holiday, and our wages are pitiful. But our life is rich, and we should not be ashamed to celebrate that. This place has filled my heart with joy, but it's also opened my eyes to a sadness that I had never noticed before. Our clientele is predominantly women, so now I find myself surrounded by women, beautiful, talented individuals from all walks of life. Mothers, lawyers, yoga teachers, vet surgeons, school teachers, you name it, we've seen it. But almost all of them seem to fall into two categories. Women who act apologetic and undervalue themselves, or women who put on a spiky front to counter the fact that they feel undervalued by others. Both are lacking in self-confidence and self-worth, and neither deserve to feel like this. When my wife Nikki and I set out on this journey, we had no idea of the true adventure that lay ahead. This adventure is definitely empowerment. Empowerment is now one of the core values of our business. We find women still serially undervalue themselves and their roles in life. And it seems to me the empowerment of these people is one of the most exciting things that we do. Our farm has become a space where women can flourish. We push folks outside their comfort zone, be it galloping along the sand, shooting arrows from a horse, or simply being at one with the horse on the ground. Here, they can let go of their obligations and their inhibitions and just be themselves and be fully valued and respected for that. As a way to make women stand up, let go and channel their inner warriors, horseback archery takes a lot of beating. We trained as horseback archery coaches and have coaxed girls from 7 to 70 to let fly from a cantering horse hitting their targets with arrows with a very satisfying twang thwack. We love it. 
We are not some lesbian man-hating cult. To the contrary, as I said, my best pals are blokes. I personally hate the word lesbian or being part of any club, be it LGBTQ plus to the power of 10 or whatever it is now. We're all just people. People who stand to be counted just as they are. But I see an unfairness and an injustice that still exists. Ladies, you are underrepresented and undervalued by yourselves and the outside world. And for the record, I include myself in this. If I have one calling in life, it will be to give people, men and women alike, a space to feel empowered. To be a free spirit, guddling in the mud, being your great self and being proud of it. Only then will others see the same. It is the most wonderful thing to start with a group of women who are all like, I can't possibly do this. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the power to seeing them nailing it. It's brilliant. Hopefully we'll just keep on doing it. Enormous thanks to Cara and Nikki for sharing their stories with Pod Diva. I'm told it's quite the experience, you know, digging into your own history, your psyche, evaluating life choices and your, I suppose, your ideologies. And I realise it's quite, it's a very personal thing. And so thank you to both Cara and Nikki for doing that and everyone who's contributed so far to Beyond Borders. I love their honesty. What a fascinating way of living. It was Notable how Nikki describes herself as a carasexual. Mm. I think this all feeds into a discussion that we have again and again on Pod Diva about labels. Some people feel like the place to strive towards is getting rid of labels. Others think that their labels are really important to them and they hold on to them because they give them identity. What do you think, Roxy? Have you got anything to add to that debate? It's a really interesting topic that does come up time and time again. There are people in our community who their labels are super important to them. They give them a feeling of ownership and standing in their truth and they can help them to feel empowered. I think that that's gorgeous. And also, I think that when you unite under a label, you may be able to then influence change because you are fighting for a community that you can get recognition for. But I also totally understand that for some people, labels do not feel natural or they do not feel right. And that is also completely valid. Labels should never be forced on anyone. If the overall mission of what we're trying to do for the queer community is we're trying to make it so that everyone can live as their authentic selves. I don't want to then be someone telling someone to use a label that is not authentic to them. Right. So that's that's my kind of tuppence on it. I like that tuppence worth, worth a billion, Roxy. <laughs> One thing I was thinking when we were listening to that Beyond Borders was how fantastic if we as Team Diva all went and had like a team building exercise, a holiday up in Scotland, riding horses. Would that be joy for you? Or, oh, Roxy, I'm sensing that maybe there's a strong feeling here. (laughs) Oh my goodness, so many strong feelings. I mean, first of all, that Beyond Borders was just gorgeous. And I love how Nikki and Cara talk about each other. Like, I love that relationship between them. So thank you so much to them for sharing their story. That was fabulous. Okay, so Rachel, a team diva, team building holiday in Scotland. I have so many thoughts. Like, can I wear high heels when horseback riding? How's that going to go? Like, do I have enough stylish outerwear? I'm going to need to do, I'm going to need to head down to a thrift store and find some kind of fabulous horse riding attire. No, I think, (laughs) I think that sounds gorgeous. Why wouldn't I want to be in the beautiful Scottish nature with you and lovely Team Diva riding uh, riding aboard a magnificent mare. Absolutely. Giddy up. Giddy up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Okay, so Nikki and Cara, we would like to talk to you about a team building day. I think yes. I think this sounds gorgeous. Yes. I think that's a positive yes. We just have to all go shopping first, apparently. <laughs> Pod Diva. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Roxy, are there any other articles that stand out to you that you'd want to draw our listeners attention to in this month's issue of diva magazine oh well so many it is difficult choosing you know choosing which ones to talk about because and i'm probably biased because i commissioned them all but there's so so much lovely content in this issue so much yeah (laughs) um one article that i was really excited about and really really enjoyed was a feature by a journalist called hannah mckenzie And Hannah has written a piece exploring how lesbian online culture, so particularly like Gen Z run accounts on TikTok or Instagram, how they are really celebrating the sexiness of the middle-aged woman. I'm there for that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, we're all there for that. (laughs) What's not to love about that? My goodness. Uh, The title of this feature is a quote from one of these uh, Gen Z queer creators who says, Kate Blanchett's cheekbones could cut me. And I would sincerely say thank you. Um, (laughs) Which just gives you a taster of the energy. So there's all these different accounts. And Hannah talks about the fact that they've got this kind of what they call the holy trinity of Kate Blanchett, who obviously ever since Carol... No one can look at Kate the same way. Superstar, we love you. We love what you do. We've got Sarah Paulson, who is just magnificent, and Sandra Bullock, who the amount of people who've told me Sandra Bullock was their queer awakening, I have lost count. And the article, like, it's really fun and funny and interesting, but it also talks about how they, they're bonding over this shared appreciation for these gorgeous, strong fabulous women but they're also kind of creating community through that I don't think it's specifically just Gen Z people who can appreciate a vintage wine like I think that that's (laughs) 
I think that we've been doing that for, for a long time in this community, for sure. Some of these Gen Z content creators, they talk about how they find it particularly lovely and comforting and powerful to kind of have these figures that are slightly older than them that they can look up to and seek a sense of nurturing. The other point that she makes really well is about how there's something inherently countercultural about queer culture mm. celebrating that which for some ridiculous reason is not so celebrated in a lot of mainstream heteronormative culture and it bloody should be celebrated because these these women are magnificent and gorgeous there's something about the three of them it's not like they're relatable they're not remote that's the thing i do wonder if they ever engage with these these accounts do you know if they ever do I think they do sometimes. There's an interesting point that's raised in the feature, which is the slightly less celebratory, less positive uh, side of it, which is that Sarah Paulson has spoken about feeling a bit uncomfortable about certain members of the community using the word mommy. For the majority of the content that they're creating, it's really celebratory and it's really sort of positive and supportive of these women. I think they do um, engage with it, yes. I also just just think like any actress who has worn a trouser suit and rocked it on a red carpet like you're gonna get a queer fan base and I think all three of these women have done that <laughs> remarkably well I have to say that I have no relationship to TikTok but I think it's great that those women are celebrated in that way in a way that is very specific I think to the queer community any interest that I've had directed towards me I've always felt has been celebratory and kind of cheeky and it's never threatening in any way it's never uncomfortable which I think is great moving on to another article Valentino Vecchietti writes in this month's Diva magazine and it's all about the intersex day of remembrance on November 8th they're remembering Herculean Barbin, a French intersex woman who was born on November 8th and ended up killing herself because the legal framework back then in the 19th century couldn't accept her. Valentino writes, many legal and medical frameworks continue to harm the intersex community in the UK and globally. Sometimes I despair at how medieval our rules are. When you really think about that, it's unfathomable that those frameworks still exist. To do what? To, to keep people down? I don't know. I don't know who they serve because they certainly don't do anything positive. All they do is something negative and it's, it's shocking to me. So I think that's a really important day Intersex Day of Remembrance on November 8th. I think you're so right, Rachel. Like, that's a really, really powerful article from Valentino. And it's also so important to remember our queer ancestors. Let's remember Herculean. Let's celebrate her. Because she lived at a time when people could not accept her. And as Valentino says, that is still the reality for so many intersex people. But let's celebrate Herculean. Let's tell her story and let's share that and make sure that we remember her on November the 8th for Intersex Day of Remembrance and that we remember our awesome queer ancestors and queer elders all year round. Absolutely. Strange to go from that. But as you say, the highs and lows, the going from the joys to the challenges of queer life. Let's go to Strictly. <laughs> I'm a huge Strictly fan. Roxy, I mean, you have an amazing cover, but obviously that's so time sensitive. That's it. So it was a big challenge and a kind of time pressure. When I saw Jade and Karen dancing on Strictly, oh my goodness, what a glorious, fabulous pairing that is. And what awesome energy and joy, charisma and humor and charm they are bringing to that. And when I saw that, I was like, we got we to gotta get them for Diva. Absolutely. <laughs> but as you say, that was time sensitive. So there was a sort of pressure. Can we pull that off in time and as you can imagine Jade and Karen you know being on such a huge television show and also mastering the art of a new dance each week they're incredibly busy that was a challenge to bring it all together yeah. but it was such a thrill and I just think Nick our amazing staff writer Nick Crossara 
has done such a beautiful job on that cover story. Last week, we featured the interview with Jade Adams and Karen Hauer, and it's a beautiful interview. If you haven't heard that already, go back and listen, because the pair of them have clearly become, as they say, BFFs. They're having so much fun. They're laughing. They're finishing each other's sentences. It's really great. But let's just have a little listen to this cover snippet, a little cover trailer with Jade Adams and Karen Hauer. I want to be like a Trojan horse of liberalism. Dancers come in all different shapes and sizes. You, there's so many words. <laughs> you are patient. Yes. Kind. Depends with who. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you like a good chat. Talking is great. You're comforting. You're comforting. You're comforting. The response has been overwhelming. I spent all day yesterday reading the most amount of lovely comments. I was swimming in a sea of oxytocin. It's been insane. We were having the best time out there and we were just really happy that that got through and it made people smile and cry. The message got so far that actual Jennifer Beals from Flashdance and The L Word let me hear a hell yeah for that hell, uh, TV yeah. show. I've done it five times over. <laughs> Actual Bet Porter contacted me on Twitter to say bellissimo. The image of me on the chair at the end has really struck a chord with people. And that is everything I wanted to achieve on this show. You know, there never comes a time where it's just choreography and there's a significance behind every step. I haven't really changed the way that I that I choreograph because I'm I'm dancing with Jade. I choreograph for the person, you know. I choreograph for their ability, their emotion, and I find that fascinating because she's such a fascinating human being. We were just living our best lives, two girls dancing like you would do in your mum's attic when the parents are over making up dances upstairs. But actually, what we've done is made people feel a bit more confident. I, I hope to continue on this journey of Strictly and I hope we can make many, many more people feel confident mm -hmm. in themselves by watching us to dance every Saturday night. That would be the dream. Jade says there that the Jennifer Beals, a.k.a. Beck Porter from The L Word, wrote to her directly on Twitter to say Belissima. And I think that is just so gorgeous. I'm so happy that Jennifer did that because she's a very private person. I love the fact that she did that. I only got into Strictly because I have a younger daughter and now it's become part of our autumnal furniture, if you like. I love Craig with all his dark Dracula drollness. <laughs> I, I adore Motsie. Oh, I love Motsie. It's always like, what's, what's she going to wear? What's yeah. she going to do with her hair? She's super positive energy and she just looks absolutely sublime. I mean, there are very few shows that families can sit down and enjoy together on all different levels. You can enjoy the dancing, the humour, just the music, everything. It, it's great. And just as Shah Bins writes in her article this month that Queer Joy is a protest, sometimes I think what sitting down and watching Strictly and just being joyful is pr a little protest while so much crap is going on in the world around us. I'm very sad that Jade's gone. She brought an awful lot of humour and fun to the show. Yeah. But like she said, she was this sneaky Trojan horse of just bringing liberalism in. I loved what she says there about she's for everyone and sneaking it in, just her presence and not just about being a queer woman, but she talks about dancers come in all shapes and sizes. I really admire her for what she's done and hats off to Jade. Thank you for all the entertainment. What Do you watch Strictly, Roxy? Do I watch Strictly, Rachel? Do you think, what, you think I'd be into a show <laughs> full of comedy and glamour? 
and sparkles and the Charleston. You think I'd be into that? I bloody love it. I bloody love it. Like you, like Jade, I am a Strictly Super fan. I am. And it's that thing you said about it bringing the whole family together. Like my gorgeous granny, we used to watch Strictly together. You can enjoy it, you know, wherever you are, whatever age you are. And I love how it's becoming more inclusive. I love that we're getting all female couples, all male couples. Couples, people with different identities, people with disabilities, people from different communities. I love that. I just think it brings more of the magic to it. And Jade and Karen, first of all, Karen, I think I can officially say this as the editor-in-chief of Diva. What a queer icon slash heartthrob. Absolutely. (laughs) Everybody loves Karen. And Jade is just so wonderful, so charming and talented and so went for it and really just made all the dances her own. And the thing with Jade, again, you can get that pumping energy and that joy that gives you that what a feeling and makes the class act that is Jennifer Beals get on Mm. Twitter (laughs) to tell her bellissimo. Yes. You can get that feeling. You can get the comedy from Jade and you can get the real emotional power. Like when Jade did the American Smooth to Wind Beneath my wings and dedicated it to her late sister Jenna that was so moving and awesome she's definitely divas winner her and Karen are definitely divas winners absolutely and Karen says in the interview that went out last week that and even in that trailer you heard a bit of it that she says that her job as a choreographer is made easier when someone does open up. And I think that's really interesting mm. because you see that on Strictly. You see the people who don't open up. They don't grab you. Their dances don't grab you. And that's what's quite, it's quite a fascinating thing because even if they're not a great dancer, some people grab you because of the emotion they put into it. And that's emotion. It's so ephemeral. How do you, how do, you do that? But some people do it and it grabs the audience. And you can hear the full interview with Jade and Karen. Go back and listen to all of our amazing Pod Diva interviews. But the one with Jade and Karen is there with Diva's lovely Nick Crossera. Roxy, what else do we have coming up this month? What are you looking forward to on Pod Diva and generally? Loads coming up this month. So I know that there's a really good interview with the singer-songwriter Abisha, who we've had in Diva. And I know that that's coming up on Pod Diva. So I'm excited about that one. And then we've also got an L Word Generation Q special hosted by, I think we can say, the L Word icon, that is Rachel Ooh. Shelley. So I can't wait to hear that one with you, Rachel. I'm working on I'm... it at the moment. I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm going back and pulling out snippets from interviews that I've done with all sorts of people over the years. And I think it's going to be a fascinating piece. Plus, Pod Diva listeners have been contributing. If you're listening to this now and you'd like to have your say, please do email us a voice note of your feelings about the L word, the legacy, what it means to you and what Generation Q means to you. And I can tell you, Rachel, people have a lot of feelings about the L word Gen Q. So in this November issue, to celebrate the third season that's coming up, we've got a feature that's the ultimate L word Gen Q survey. Honestly, we were inundated with people who were so so excited to tell us exactly how they feel about Tibet, about Tina and Bet. It is always very strongly one way or the other. <laughs> there is no middle ground with Tibet. Their favourite characters, their favourite ships, what they want to see happen and all their theories about what might happen. So that's a really fun feature as well that's in the November issue. But I can't wait for the Gen Q special. I think that's going to be really, really gorgeous. And who doesn't want a bit more L Word content? Come on. Well, exactly. You can never have too much <laughs> L Word content, can you? <laughs> um, so there's there's a lot coming up in this next month. Month. Roxy, diva of all divaness. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me this month on the Diva Debrief. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back. Seeing the magazine from the inside out is really interesting and it's quite a unique perspective that you have to oversee everything and be able to talk about it. So 
Thank you for doing that, Roxy. Thank you so much for having me. What a delight and a joy. Like, I just think I'm the envy of everyone that I get to hang out with you, Rachel, and that's part of my job. Um, And also, from this day forth, let it be known, I'm afraid I will only respond to diva of all divaness. That has got to just be, it's going in the Twitter bio. It's going everywhere. I love that. Yay! (laughs) And so until next month, diva listeners, keep... No, no, that's the wrong show. Go out and grab yourself a copy of this month's diva magazine. The beautiful, beautiful one with sparkles and glitter and Jade Adams and Karen Hauer on the cover. Thank you so much for listening and thank you again, Roxy. Thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you, you gorgeous pod diva listener, you lovely diva magazine reader. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. We love you listening to our content. We love you reading our magazine. We love that you are celebrating queer content because that is what we're passionate about. And we do this for you and we love you. And I'm getting all loved up here, Rachel. I was getting goosebumps then. Oh, Roxy. Goodness me. But thanks so much for having me. I'd absolutely love to come back on the Diva Debrief. Brilliant. And as you say, Rachel, dear Diva listener, dear pod Diva listener, you're doing fabulous. You be you. You stand in your truth. You go out there. Well done. We're on your side. We love you. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva. Queers for your ears in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.